No pain, no gain. It's a saying that gets thrown around all over the world, but realistically, the last thing you want is a headache at 3am, or the night before an exam. You're going to take a paracetamol to relieve the pain, right? But why does this tiny pill have such a massive effect on our body's workings? Do you want to know how pain relievers actually work? Stay tuned to find out. Welcome to the first episode of Medicine Simplified. Today, we'll explore the science behind painkillers and discover how they work. Brilliant. So, Gajas, uh, when was the last time you had a painkiller? Um, well, I took a painkiller actually a few weeks ago for a bee sting because of the weather's getting quite warm now, so the bees are coming out. It's not a good thing, in my opinion, but um, yes, yeah, so a few weeks ago, I took out ibuprofen. Um, it reduced the pain quite a lot, actually, but obviously didn't help with the swelling, but the pain, I was thankful I took it in the end. How about you? Okay, that's cool. Oh, um, for me, I it was quite a while ago, actually, but I had an ear infection, um, and it was kind of a throbbing pain, but I had yeah. to just wait for it to sort of clear itself out because it was a viral infection. Yeah. So I took something like, I think it was 500 gram paracetamol tablets for a couple of days, and eventually yeah. it cleared up, and I think the paracetamol helps a lot in just making the pain bearable. Yeah. Okay. So clearly painkillers are quite effective. But before we get to talking about painkillers, Ishan, can you explain what pain actually is? Yeah, sure. Uh, think about what happens when you suddenly burn yourself. You probably let go of the object you're holding which caused the pain, or you move your hand away from the hot frying pan. The whole point of pain is to provide a rapid method of reducing or removing the danger and preventing further harm. If your body didn't feel pain, the pan will probably burn through your skin and cause irreversible damage to your hand. Not pleasant. Oh, okay. But what does our body do to feel pain? In terms of the science behind it, there are special receptors placed all over your body, known as nociceptors. They're only alerted when a stimulus causes damage to your body. George Zayden explained it really nicely on TED video. He said that if you have a needle and you push it against the tip, only slightly, you'll feel the metal but you won't feel any pain. But if you push harder and harder, the closer you'll get to the nociceptor threshold. Push hard enough and you cross that threshold and the nociceptors fire, stopping you from harming your body. This works by neurotransmitters, which are chemicals released by the nociceptors, passing on an electrical impulse through your central nervous system all the way to the special part of your brain known as the thalamus. The thalamus decides what action needs to be taken to repair the body or to prevent further harm. Sometimes the brain releases natural painkillers, known as endorphins. However, it's very likely that the brain can direct the release of neurotransmitters that even enhance pain. Recent research has shown that people experience more intense pain from the same, the same stimulus, due to different amounts of neurotransmitters being released. All of this allows hormones to stimulate the immune system to respond to the injury and basically just sort out the mess that you've created for yourself. So now we understand how pain works and why our bodies need pain to ensure our safety. But obviously, it's an extremely uncomfortable sensation to undergo. Painkillers aim to solve that. I'll pass it on to Gurjas to explain this. Painkillers, such as ibuprofen and aspirin, stop the production of a type of these neurotransmitters that Ishan mentioned. This process is quite complex, so here is a breakdown of it. When cells are damaged, a chemical known as arachidonic acid is released from them, 
This arachidonic acid is converted into another molecule called prostaglandins by two enzymes known as COX-1 and COX-2. The prostaglandins are then converted into other chemicals, which do things such as lowering the amount of neurotransmitters needed to feel pain. This is where painkillers are involved. Painkillers such as ibuprofen stop the arachidonic acid being converted into prostaglandins by binding to COX-1 and COX-2, preventing the reaction from occurring. Oh, okay. So does that mean aspirin and ibuprofen work in the same way? Uh, no, they actually work in slightly different ways. To begin with, aspirin permanently changes the shape of the active site of the enzyme. This means new enzymes are required to feel pain again, which takes time. However, ibuprofen's effects are only temporary, as it inhabits the active site for a short period of time and then leaves. Another question you may have is, how does the painkiller know where the pain is? Well, it doesn't. When you consume a painkiller and it is present in your bloodstream, they go to areas with and without pain alike. So is that why doctors say don't take too high of a dosage of painkillers? Yeah, as they inhibit prostaglandin production in the whole body, meaning you may not feel pain in another part of your body, which may be harmful. But even worse than this, painkillers can have some nasty side effects. For example, taking too much ibuprofen can give you nausea and cause vomiting, alongside stomach pain and even liver damage in extreme cases. Damn, that doesn't sound good. But in moderation, it should be okay, right? Yeah, just make sure to use the correct dosage labelled on the packet. Great. So, just to summarise, we talked about how pain works, how painkillers work, and why we shouldn't use them in excess of recommended amounts. I hope you enjoyed, and thanks for listening.